0: someone else you can use what about thor off world captain marvel unavailable but i'm just a friendly neighborhood spider-man
1: bitch please you've been to space you're right you may not be ready but this is my responsibility saving the world requires sacrifice sometimes people
0: die oh my god i just always feel like i'm putting my friends in danger the world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not?
1: Where are you going, Ed? If beautiful sure. lived here, you'd be home by now. Come join the clown, Ed. You'll float down here. We'll float down here. Yes, we do. You're listening to Geek Media Core, your weekly podcast for all things geek pop culture. What's up, geeks? I am Mike, and this is issue number 118 of the Geek Media Core podcast, where this week we are talking about Disney, because they own everything at this point. I don't have anything else to say. Joining me, as always, is the man who is responsible for keeping the 100 alive for about six seasons—six seasons longer than it probably should have. What's up, Danny?
0: One crew, one crew.
1: Ah, well, you know, since you are the shadow president of the CW, I figured I'd give you the recognition there. Uh, got a season seven—I mean, we're going to talk about it in, a, in, in the TV talk, but I just—that was the first thing I thought of when I, when I was introducing you tonight. I
0: mean, the second episode of the new season's airing right now, and
1: I mean, you got to feel like a proud papa. I mean, you've, I, at, you've I, at least got at least 100 people to watch the show. That's why it's called 100. If,
0: <laughs> probably. I, I feel proud in the sense that I didn't expect this show to last three seasons. And here we are. See, we're we're going to talk about season seven.
1: Last three years, I've thought this is the final season, I'm sure. They can't afford to do this show anymore. But
0: And the, they, and the remarkable thing is that they every time they write themselves into a corner of like, this is the end of the world or the end of humanity or whatever, and they survive. And I'm like, how can you possibly top this and top it in a logical sense? And they do it. And it's great.
1: I still need to finish the fifth or sixth. I don't even know. I'm in the middle of a yeah. season, but it's still a good show. We'll get into it. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, uh, where I was saying that it was going to be good to talk about something that isn't the MCU or Game of Thrones for once. And then I looked at the show notes and I said, shit. Because stupid Spider-Man had to release a trailer Um, I figured I'd go ahead and ask you Danny did you watch, play, read Or listen to anything of note Since last time we had a regular episode That wasn't a preview or a review Or a special
0: Uh, No I haven't watched anything Outside of the CW show's ending And uh, next week is Season finale week so we'll get to see How they write off a lot of the characters that are Not coming back to the Flash or Arrowverse uh, Until the Massive major crossover that's going to change everything. (laughs) I do have Hulu free for the next six months. So if you've got any shows that I should binge, them my way.
1: Right now, write this down. Handmaid's Tale. Easy. Knowing what I know about you, you would love Handmaid's Tale. I love
0: Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss.
1: So You will eat that show up. We, we, We enjoy it. We enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, all I've been doing is school and reading. So uh, I've started doing these uh, these book review videos, which have gotten a lot of positive feedback, which is shocking. When you get positive feedback on the internet, it's like, wow. It's just like, it's like a, it's like a newborn baby. It's like special. So I, I've been doing that, finishing up another series. And then I'm going to get back to Wheel of Times because uh, Danny's calling me out for being like the guy on Wheel of Time Reddit's telling you that everybody should read it. And I've only read four of them. There's <laughs> you know, a,
0: I've, never, I've never heard of that book until you mentioned it. And now everywhere I look, I feel like I see it on Twitter. I don't know edit. if it's
1: I don't know if it is it, something that I just never really noticed before, or it's because there uh, is a lot of new interest because of the Amazon series. But yeah, I'm seeing people talking about it everywhere. I was at a, a crawfish boil a couple weeks ago, and there was a couple of people there talking about the books. So I'm like, what in the world? In the dork, sweaty, living in their parents' basement types. Yeah, I've always heard the what's better, Wheel of Time or Lord of the Rings conversation, but just to hear it like casually at a, at a crawfish boil is like. There's something weird going on. So I don't know if it was a coincidence or like you said, it's just people are getting interested again, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's get into the show this week. Uh, obviously I got to start off with the Disney stuff because they do everything. I mean, they do everything. I'm expecting any minute now to see a, a tweet come up that they bought HBO and game of Thrones is now a, a Disney property, but they announced their schedule for, uh, from now until 2027. And I'm looking at it and at first I'm like, Holy shit, I forgot Avatar is part of Disney now. Uh, So the four sequels that no one asked for, and I don't want to start this off by saying, dude, I am not trying to be disrespectful to Avatar. I enjoyed Avatar when it came out. I felt like it it opened a lot of doors for 3D cinema. So no disrespect here. Do I need four sequels to it 12 years later? Absolutely not. But hey, we're getting one. We're getting a new Avatar movie, alternating years, 2021, 2023, 2025, 2027. In between those years of Christmas at the same time, 2022, 2024, and 2026, Danny, new Star Wars movies. And, you know, that whole after Episode 9 we're putting the Star Wars movies things on hiatus for a while. Well, apparently three years is that hiatus. And I don't know if these are the Dan and Dave from Game of Thrones Star Wars movies or if these are the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movies. Sign me up for the former. No, thank you for the latter. So, yeah, this is crazy, man.
0: I would say three years is, fin- like it seems like an eternity in today's, in today's age where 24 hours, we're on to the next thing. So it'll be here before we know it. Um, I think for me, the stunning part is we, you and I, assume that when Fox was acquired that they would quickly and quietly put the, the Fox X-Men universe to bed. And not only do we have, again, and I have to say again because they've moved this date around so many times, or confirmed June 7th release for Dark Phoenix. But they finally announced that they would release New Mutants in 2020, which is kind of astounding to me. I, I really thought that they would, by the end of the summer, like the Fox X-Men movies would be done. And the fact that this is going to stretch out into 2020, leads a lot of questions. What are they going to do with the X-Men? Why are they stretching this out? Why are they not putting a bow on it? Are they going to continue the X-Men into some... Continued universe. Who knows? It's really surprising to me though that they're gonna let they're gonna actually treat you Mutants like a actual legitimate movie. And yeah,
1: I expected this one to be in a directed DVD thing at the car wash one day. I thought it'd be Hulu. Yeah, or, or definitely a streaming service. Uh, the biggest one, the biggest head scratcher in there is that they've actually got Indiana Jones on the schedule. Twenty twenty one, Harrison Ford will be seventy nine. Danny, in twenty twenty one, and I've just got to think that. If it's not a recasting, it's definitely got to be a Passing the Torch movie. I mean, I mean, I don't what? understand. Why, who. What? Do trilogy. Do the trilogy is one of my favorite things ever. And yes, I call it a trilogy. And I don't want to see 80-year-old Indiana Jones. That's like worse than Roger Moore doing James Bond movies when he was 70, man.
0: I mean, he got hurt the last one. And that was a, that was a few years back. So I can only imagine what he would be like in this one. Uh, I didn't notice that because the insanity of four live-action Disney movies being released in 2021 uh, caught my attention. Uh, live-action Disney movies are coming and coming in a hurry. It uh, looks like they have one scheduled for 2023, four for 2022. Are you
1: talking about these uh, animated ones that they're making into live-action? That-
0: I think they might be because they have four mm-hmm. 2021, four 2022, one in 2023 – uh, and this, of course, includes some of the announced ones like Mulan, which will come out next year. Um, Aladdin, which is coming out momentarily. Cruella, um, because the world apparently asked for Cruella de Vil. It's
1: only because Maleficent did well. It's the only reason they're doing that.
0: Uh, Melissa Fint, of course, has a sequel coming out later this year as well. Uh, the one, how can we forget, even though it's not really live action. We, we not, <laughs> right? um, so yeah, they seem to be pressing ahead, and I can only imagine that some of those live actions are like The Little Mermaid and
1: uh, move Mulan oh, actually yeah. have
0: a date yet? Yep, 2020. Uh, I want to say it is March. Say,
1: sign me up for the live action Emperor's New Groove. I'll check that out.
0: I mean, that hell, that could be one of the ones in 2022.
1: Uh, I've all- nothing past Disney at this point. Nothing.
0: No, I mean, n- nor should you. I mean, the fact that we have movies announced all the way to 2023, 2024. Um, it's interesting, even though Kevin Feige said we have Marvel movies flat out for the next 10 years, the dates on these only go through 2022 for the Marvel
1: movies. See, and this was such an info dump, I didn't even look at where some of these Marvel movies, untitled Marvel movies, were, were, were placed. Is that, are they doing four year?
0: No. So what we have is they've moved to three of a year, except for next year. The next year they're going to do May 1st. And they are going to do November sixth. They, uh, I guess, they're going to count the New Mutants movie as a Marvel movie. Uh, We also know that Sony is doing a Venom movie, so they might not want to like step on that those toes there. Um, So we have November sixth and May first. I imagine one of those has to be Doctor Strange two and or Guardians Volume three. I don't know what they can what what really they can fast track uh, because those movies have to be shooting relatively
1: now. So after Far From Home comes out are they going to give us an official slate do you think like they did last time?
0: I think so I think Comic Con would be a good place to kind of ramp up for the next few years leading towards another Avengers movies but you have three uh, in 2021 and it seems the Marvel cycle is going to be February, May and then November uh, because that's what you have in 2021. 2022 you have the similar kind of outing um, except for they now release one in late July. Um, which I'm going to assume July 29th would be the Guardians of the Galaxy movie.
1: So guys, guys are going to give us a break. Only yeah. two movies next year.
0: <laughs> only two. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting that they only announced the next three, four years of Marvel movies. But um, yeah, there, I mean, there's at least one Disney movie out a month for the next forever. And I say at least one because there's many months where there's two or three. And yeah, the, just get used to the movies being Disney.
1: You guys are just going to have to accept that there are new overlords. You're just going to have to learn to love it, man. That's it. Complain all you want. Complain learn
0: to you. love it cuz it's the best thing going.
1: Uh Spider-Man. <clears throat> Spider-Man put out its new trailer and I did I did appreciate the kind of the coordination. The Russo's had said that uh you know, Monday, May 6th was the okay to spoil uh in game on social media and now it makes sense because this trailer spoils the hell out of endgame
0: hats off, hats off to the internet for like adhering to this for the most part i i am
1: right. yeah there's I real, one it.
0: there of course we're, we're dickheads that we're gonna be out to spoil the movie for anyone but for the most part everyone's like no don't do it until monday because the russo said not till monday bravo internet
1: Bravo. Okay, so we're gonna talk about this trailer so if you haven't seen endgame at this point and you're like one of the five people on the planet that haven't i'm sorry.
0: It's two point 2. two billion dollars in like less than two weeks. That's yeah.
1: it's it's video game numbers, it's ridiculous. It's
0: going to crush Avatar's record. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, 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 easily. Um I guess I'm gonna kind of put the, uh, the the trailer on here because I've only watched it once. I've only watched it once. Wait, I, I, I was I was uh, you know you know that I'm I'm not digging the ultimate Spider-Man. I know that's your thing, not mine. So I but, but I will Spider. say Every time I started to be like, "Ah, this looks stupid," I'd see Mysterio and I would in the fishbowl, and you know the 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 mole fields would come back. So I'm just going to put the trailer on and kind of stop every once in a while and see what I notice. It looks like Peter (laughs) is definitely grieving Tony. Uh, I like the mural mural on the brick wall there. That's pretty cool.
0: That's the biggest difference between this trailer and the first trailer. Is the first trailer we were kind of scratching our heads that oh, it's like this fun, lighthearted romp. He's in Europe. Everyone survives. Everyone goes on with their life. And then this totally flipped that on its head. And I mean, again, Tom Holland super- well, yeah—he's
1: crying, so we'll probably cry.
0: Yeah. His, his superpowers to make you cry because he looks torn the hell up about yeah. losing Tony Stark. And we've we referred to this on our Endgame uh, pod, review podcast as Tony is his Uncle Ben in this universe. And I don't think they're going to shy away from that. I think they're going to really lean out no. that.
1: I'm for that. I'm definitely for that. I
0: guarantee you that in this movie, Tony Stark via recording will say with great power comes great responsibility. And if we do not get that, I will be devastated because he he's earned the right to say those words to Peter. What if,
1: and this is a big one. What if Tony is the new AI and inside the iron spider? That'd be cool. I, they get ready I mean, to record lines real quick. I don't see why they wouldn't.
0: In the comics Tony Stark, when he dies, his most recent death, he becomes an AI for the new Iron Man. So I've always thought of that as a way that they can keep Tony Tony Stark in the series, RDJ in the series. Wouldn't surprise me. It would be kind of great. Maybe eventually they get there. I don't know if they go right to that right now, but I mean, again, because this is, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have 22 movies to kind of draw from I think that they're going to play this out like they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, where there will be something left behind to Peter from Tony, and he will want to run away from it. He won't open it. He'll go to Europe. He'll leave it at his house, and he won't open whatever Tony leaves him until the end of the movie. Hopefully, that will be our hologram, and the first time we will see Tony Stark post-death.
1: All right. See, you're selling. You're doing You should work in sales, man. Uh so what kind of balls do you gotta have to uh to send Nick Fury to voicemail?
0: <laughs> you gotta be a teenager apparently.
1: <laughs> you should just text Nick Fury should just text him. You know, that's the best way to get through to a teenager.
0: Well, I mean, we see how Nick Fury finally gets a hold of him.
1: Um MJ and Peter. <sighs> no no comment okay so the big one in this is it apparently and this is this could be just setting us up for but let's not forget that the snap tore a hole in our dimension basically this is it. see and that's what i thought at first is like okay that's that's that sounds like some mysterious bullshit right there Mm -hmm. but then i started thinking what better way to say because i've always said how are they going to bring fantastic four and x-men where have they been during all this time Time, huh?
0: yeah. see what you did there
1: what what did i do
0: you said time i'm like Haha, see what you did there.
1: Oh, that was unintentional <laughs> so are you, are you buying it or you think they're just trying to use the success of the multiverse to get people excited
0: there's two ways that this could go one is that they are setting up the audience for the and this is what we talked about in our, in our game of thrones thing subverting expectations the expectation is Mysterio is telling you the truth and we're going to walk into the multiverse and like we're going to get fantastic Four, men all this great stuff. Subverting it the smart way is that Mysterio is a liar and a villain and he is manipulating Peter the entire movie because this entire trailer Peter's about to get like his heart broken again because he is leaning on Mysterio and because we know that Mysterio is a bad guy we assume he's not telling the truth he's he's using this for his own advantage because Mysterio from the comics is a special effects artist who just wants to be famous and popular.
1: Yeah, Quentin Beck's a bullshit artist, guys.
0: Yeah. So, on one hand, I wouldn't be mad if they swerved us and that's what they were doing. On the other hand, people aren't questioning the multiverse, and in retrospect, it would actually resolve a lot of our issues with in-game with the whole manipulation of time. Is we know that for a fact that they created alternate timelines and. I mean, if you want to go the multiverse route, m- multiple Earths. Captain America is living another life in another Earth. Cool. If you do this and that's, that was your reason to be all messy up there, fine. I, I love it. And not only do I love it, it makes me love Endgame a little bit more because it cues up what we're going to go through. And I'm for it. And I'm for them to bring the Fantastic Four in via this way because that's what the Fantastic Four would do is, like, go through a warm hole if this is how they want to resolve the Magneto question of like, well, how do you bring this world war II Nazi guy into like the modern world? Cool. This bypasses it. And I'm like, cool. Wormhole. Got it. If you want to bring in Galactus, even better. If you want to use all this like tiny, whiny stuff to kind of like say, this is why Kane the conqueror is all pissed off and he's coming after the Avengers. Great. They've opened up the door to so many different storylines that they can do at their own pace. This is great. And it makes Endgame game matter. And it makes far from home matter because that's part of what far from home will set up.
1: Well, you knew that this had to be the setup for the next phase. It's like, why are you not going to have Endgame be the end of this phase? Why are you going to have a movie after it? You know, and it makes sense. This is going to be the, the setup movie. And as much as Kevin Feige said, look, we're not doing X-Men for at least like five years. He's never said so much about fantastic four. Has he?
0: No. Cause I mean, the expectation when you say multiverse is that now in my head, and I and I texted this to you the day off. My expectation now is that post-credit scene is a ship coming through the wormhole with the number four on it, mm. and that's all you have to show me, and I will be so excited, and I will be out of my mind, and I will run back home and like read every freaking like clickbait piece on the Fantastic Four, and I will be set because that will that nothing will get me more hyped than just that little five-second scene. So I would love to see it. Again, if Mysterio is bullshitting, great. If he's not bullshitting, great. Like this Marvel has set up the audience to push in whatever way they want. And this is kind of why Marvel is Marvel. Like this is why they're going to continue these movies and be successful at it. Is that they've given the audience, they've pushed the audience into new territory. And now they're like, cool, we can play it safe and it'll be great. And the audience is gonna be like, oh, you got me or you can play it dangerously and you're like, audience is like,
1: Poof. well, I still thought that they were going to be trying to set up fantastic, not fantastic Four, uh, sinister six with this, but they have said that there will be no scorpion or vulture in this, like at all. So I thought for if sure if they send you know Quentin Beck to, to the prison and he's there and okay and even he he talks to to Michael Keaton there and be like, Okay, cool, they're gonna set that up, do a slow burn. But yeah, they're definitely gonna tease whatever's coming in the, the next phase. This is definitely gonna be a setup movie for the next phase because there are a lot of people, believe it or not, that are like me who are like, Yeah, endgame is pretty much like the end. I'm not really too crazy about what's come for but it's Spider Man, so I'm gonna watch. They know they gotta sell some people, hey, we're not done yet, guys. You know,
0: and I think that's the best. Part of this trailer is there's a whole scene and it's repeated many many times. The policemen say it. Nick Fury says it. I think a third character says it. Twice are you the
1: new Iron Man? Time.
0: Are you the new Iron Man? Are you going to be the next Iron Man? And we had talked about it in our intergame review. So I want to give us a huge pat in the back that we felt, given that the the crowd response in Endgame and Infinity War two to Peter Parker, or Tom Holland's Peter Parker was overwhelmingly great. He is through because he is. He can make us cry and feel. He is connected with the audience in such a way that you want him at the front of the Avengers, um, at the, the the Avengers team. In my theater, the first time around, he got the third loudest clap and applause behind Steve, uh, Steve and Tony. We thought that this is the route that Marvel should take. And it seems like Marvel is going to put him front and center here and say like, cool, are you the next Iron Man?
1: If so, I hope we hear about some deal where – you know, Sony isn't going to be dicks and try to snatch them back. So I'm still worried about that.
0: I I'm worried about it, but at the same time, if you're Sony and Marvel's doing a lot of
1: the right, like that hand that feeds, yeah,
0: and you just got to like write your name uh, like uh, underneath Marvel's name, and this movie makes a billion dollars because there's no way that this movie doesn't make a million a billion dollars. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you? Right. Like, the, the beautiful thing is if there is multiverses now, you now have a way to tie in your Spider-Man universe without really tying in your Spider-Man universe.
1: Right. Right?
0: And you can make you can still make all your shitty Spider-Man side projects and make all the money despite yourself and Tom Holland can be Spider-Man, everyone's happy, everyone wins. And this thing just keeps chugging along and making billion dollars after billion dollars after billion dollars.
1: It's more likely than not at this point, right? <laughs> and I mean to me
0: if you make, and I, and I think we said this in our review, if Tom Holland is your next Iron Man, you can just imagine the feels ten years from now when Tom Holland's Peter Parker dies, because that's that's inevitably where it will go. And
1: then I'll really be done, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after twenty years, I swear I'm out. Uh, so, is 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 all the other Avengers like taking a break? Because I understand Thor's going to be. He says, you know, Thor's off-world, off with the Guardians. Captain Marvel's unavailable. Okay, space is big. Uh, Where's Falcon, the new Captain America? Where's Hulk? Where are the other heroes after Endgame?
0: Uh, I'm sure that scene might be a little bit longer, but it is interesting that the two that did make the trailer, Captain Marvel and Thor, um, again, it confirms Thor, off-world with the Guardians, as Guardians of the Galaxy, here we come, uh, probably that November 2021 kind of release date. And then Captain Marvel again, off in space, doing her space thing. So it's nice that they address it because that, I think, was our problem with Phase 2 of the Marvel Universe is, like, why don't they just, like, call each other and get each other to help? This time, it seems like they have that kind of, a, they're ahead of that game, and I don't I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting to see where this leaves Spider-Man. I, I mean, it's setting up the idea and notion of legacies and how do you move on when someone's gone and, I mean, not only will Spider-Man have to deal with that, Falcon's going to have to deal with that. Um, The Guardians will have to deal with that with Gamora. And I think it lends itself to some really surprising storytelling as we head into phase four about what comes next. What happens after you survive the end of the world?
1: Are they doing the elementals in this movie? Because I'm sure Uh, that's what what the villains villains are. Yeah. Pretty sure. Molten man. Yep. Real original names here, guys. Uh, Hydro, Hydro, Hydrant man, Hydro man.
0: Yeah, so there's fire, water, and then two Air. others.
1: Yeah. yeah. Huh. Wow, well, I didn't expect that. Okay. Like but so if, it, if sure. a
0: bullshit artist, he's the one creating all these special effects. If that's what he does. So again, is he a bullshit artist? Is he not a bullshit artist?
1: What do you think about the stealth suit? I think it's ugly.
0: It's essentially the Spider-Man Noir suit without the trench coat.
1: Uh, Whatever.
0: It's like a it's like a cosplay venom. Outfit.
1: Let's go ahead and talk about something I hate, and this is a trope I hate in a lot of comic book movies, where the other person figures out the secret identity, and it's just no big deal.
0: It makes sense, like, and within the realm of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Peter's really the only one with the secret identity. Everyone else has kind of been like, "Yeah, this is who I am." I'm kind of glad they get away from that because, again, it's the it's the Superman lowest Lane thing. How can you not tell who he is without the glasses?
1: (laughs) Uh, Look, as long as they have the real Mary Jane show up one day, fine. You can have this, whatever this is.
0: I mean, it's only high school. I mean, theoretically, Peter Story can go to college and beyond until he dies. Or until he gets divorced as a 40-year-old and we see overweight Tom Holland mentoring a young Spider-Man.
1: That fishbowl looks so slick. I love it. I love the not shining away. From- hey, I like that he's got a uh, Tony's glasses. I didn't notice that the first watch. He has Tony's glasses from a uh, infinity war. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland. does. Yeah, okay. I wonder, awesome. what I wonder
0: what he'll see when he puts on Tony's glasses. Uh, yeah. Maybe a last rule and Testament of one Anthony Stark. Maybe a little message from Tony Stark saying, all right, look,
1: I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I hope John Favreau doesn't have as big a role in this movie as it looks like he does. I, I like happy, I happy in small amounts.
0: I like it from the sense that I'd like this John Favreau being like your chaperone dad on a field trip, as opposed to John Favreau hitting on Aunt May. Cause I don't need that.
1: That's all sorts of uncomfortable. Anna. <laughs> all right. So, Hey, look, it's, I think anything that they put out next was going to get a lot of attention. Right. And deservedly. So deservedly. So, so, uh, you know I'm a Spider-Man honk. So as much as I'll be like, I don't like the direction they're going with it, it's, You'll not see like it. I'm not, it's not like I'm not going to see it. I mean, it's Spider-Man, you know. I fucking watched the Andrew Garfield ones and they're garbage, Danny. They're garbage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I think that you will appreciate that coming out of the Avengers, it's Spider-Man getting the post-Avengers bump as opposed to Ant-Man and the Wasp getting the post-Avengers bump. So a billion a billion should be no problem with Spider-Man.
1: It really shouldn't. Well, this- I'm interested to see how characters at the Russos have done better than the solo movies, if they can capture that same magic. Because I even Spider-Man I thought was better in Civil War, was better in Infinity War, and he wasn't really in any game that long, so I can't really say that. So uh, the Russos being able to make these characters who solo shots I didn't really care about, making me like them a lot. I want to see if these new directors can capture that same. That same magic. So that's what I'm hoping for with this.
0: I I think that's a that's a fair question for the, for the for the, not only for Spider-Man but for the rest of the franchises because we will see we know we're going to get a Doctor Strange too. We know we're going to get a Black Panther too. Those characters, the Russos handled them better. Let's let's call By it. By the way,
1: Joe Russo said he wants to do a Batman movie. And if you don't think that Warner isn't listening to that, I'm just going to say I would Warner, have already
0: noticed this. I would have read that interview and I would have been like give me his number now.
1: <laughs> no disrespect to Matt Reeves, I'm interested to see what he does, but I'm just saying that they hold that clout now that's like oh, you know because well,
0: Batman, I mean, again, DC's not really doing kind of sort of not doing the shared universe thing. They it's very easy for them to do the the multiverse thing cuz that's what DC does. Make make a Batman movie, make make a Batman Earth 2 movie or give them the Batman who laughs, I don't care, give them something <laughs> We've seen what they can do with Captain America in a very like real sense with stunts and effects. Sign me up. If you're going to make, if you're going to tell me you're going to make the bat, the Batman version of winter soldier done. Come on.
1: <laughs> Always yeah. comes back to that.
0: I will watch that movie six times in theaters.
1: You guys listen. Um, here we go. The rock last MC, you know, here the rock. He, he basically, he tweeted congratulations to to Marvel about Endgame or whatever. And then he confirmed that he's had meetings with Kevin Feige. So that brings up the quick, easy question, Danny, of the characters who've not been presented yet. What Marvel character would you most like to see him play? And if you say anyone besides Namor, I don't know if you're paying attention (laughs) because he looks like Namor. He looks like a buff Namor. Yeah. He looks
0: like a big ass Namor. Um, You know, I'm going to just call it low hanging fruit. Everyone and their mom is getting contacted for the Eternals. Why not put him in the Eternals? Why not make him a Kronos or some... I don't even know the fucking Eternals. I'm not even going to pretend like I know the Eternals. Same. Uh, I know if, it's, it's
1: more than I know Eternals. and uh, Yeah.
0: If it's not the Eternals, I mean, I, I really can't see another hero off the bat where I'm like, yeah, that, The Rock could play that guy because uh, they haven't
1: been in there. Oh, well, maybe he'll be a villain. Is this Shang-Chi movie got a villain? I don't even know.
0: I mean... Part of me wants to say Victor Von Doom, but he's totally not the right actor for it. But
1: I love The Rock, but no,
0: no. Um, so who knows? Maybe he's the
1: thing. Yes, make him the thing. Oh, that's good. See, see. It's- yes, I would. Yes. would be terrific. You wouldn't even use it. You wouldn't even need that much CGI.
0: <laughs> give me Jim. Give me Jim from The Office as Mister Fantastic. Give me his wife as Sue Storm. And give me the rock as the thing. Yes.
1: Just some dude is, is Johnny.
0: He says it's clobbering time. And he throws the eyebrow up. John.
1: All right. You top me. You top me. I'm about that more than definitely about it. And here's the thing is people are like, well, DC dragged their feet too long. This don't mean he can't do both, guys. If anybody can do both, it's the rock. And Brolin did more than one, you know? Brolin did more than one.
0: Um your your guy that's doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not, the crossover. Crossover.
1: it's not a fraternity, guys. You can yeah. do both. Chill. It's like all, so, these, like all these people trolling James Cameron because the Avatar only made $2 billion. Like, really, guys? Uh, he didn't have to get that money back. You know this, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got to give the title belt back, though.
1: All right. So I've got some non-MCU, some non-MCU stuff. And Daniel- I want The
0: Rock as a thing, and I want to stand so hard for this right now. Oh. I
1: Oh, I'm, I'm for you. You know, I don't, I don't even care, care about getting a Fantastic Four movie. But I, I want this. I want that now. Well,
0: That's good. I mean, think about the Fantastic Four like their family, their adventurers. It's supposed to have a nice edge of humor more than any other the Marvel universe because it's supposed to have that family bickering. We know the Rock can bring the uh, the action. We know he can bring the drama. And we know he's got the comedic chops. This is a perfect role for him.
1: Hashtag Rock for Ben Grimm. Get it going. Yes. Get it going. Uh, so you know what the MCU to me is that's the shared universe that I've been reading since I was a teenager and that's Stephen King and I got two quick Stephen King bits here for you and one of them you actually know about it chapter 2 trailer coming this Thursday so the fact that one that you saw this movie in theaters and you enjoyed it I gotta know Danny what are you hoping to see in this trailer besides just being sold on it
0: I mean I'm gonna see it again Unless this trailer is laughably bad, I'm not going see it. Really, it comes down to, we. I, I don't know the story of it, like the books like you do. I'm sure you'll give me a brief deep dive here. All I need to see is that the six adult actors have any resemblance of chemistry with each other. If you convince me that I can believe that these are the grown-up versions of those kids and that these guys have chemistry off of each other? Done. That's all I need. I don't need to see. I don't need to see Pennywise. I don't need to see like, oh, why are they coming back together? I just need to see these six kids in a or six adults in a room, and riffing off of each other, just a little bit. And that's all I need from this movie.
1: Because let me tell you what I'm hoping not to see. Very much. Don't show me very much Pennywise. That's what worked so good for the first trailer. It didn't show a ton of Pennywise, and that's good. You don't show the monster, right? That's, that's the standard of horror. You don't show the all monster. You
0: have to, all you have to see with him is the eyes. If you yeah. just see the eyes. The
1: headlights, yeah, and maybe hear a laugh or something like that. That's that's cool. You'll float two. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, two with the number two, you'll float two. Uh, but I, to me, after Pet Cemetery, all I got to see is that some semblance that they fucking read the book that's all i gotta see because pet cemetery still has me just rubbed the wrong way because i cannot believe that someone i know that is a constant reader told me that they liked that movie i'm like how drunk were you when you saw it you know but yeah that that's pretty much it don't don't give away too much uh, i want to believe like you said that these are the grown-up versions i can see it maybe even show like a quick little thing of them each one of them is young to the old or something, you know, something simple like that. I'm not expecting the world, but you know, this movie comes out in four months. So the fact that we waited this long to get a trailer, it's not going to be a quick little 32nd teaser. It's going to be a full trailer. Treat
0: it like people went and saw the first one because newsflash people went and saw the first one. People, the first one word of mouth on the first one grew pretty big. So Don't give away everything. Don't feel like you have to sell everybody on this movie. Sell the people that saw it and have those people evangelize for you why you need to watch chapter one before you see chapter two. Because if you treat it like it's a big deal, people will act like it's a big deal.
1: And you're getting no spoilers for me, guys. I will not be telling you anything about this movie until it happens because there are some nice little tricks left. That's that's all I will say. 27 years later.
0: The other thing is, you have one of the best actors in the world today in this movie,
1: Jessica Chastain. Idris Ch- Elba in this? I didn't know. you <laughs> playing grown up Mike.
0: Put James McAvoy on front and center, and let him run with it because he is
1: McAvoy. Chastain are definitely going to, and you know, those that are pretty much the main characters in the book. If there are any, I mean, it's really an ensemble piece. But mm-hmm. if you had to say there are main characters, it is those two and their relationship. So. Yeah, that you're definitely going to see a lot of Chastain and McAvoy. And they're the biggest names in this. I mean, I know people love Bill Hader, but, I mean, to me, Bill, James McAvoy is the most underrated actor working right now. And to me, he's the biggest name. So him and Chastain. She can call me. Uh, <laughs> one, more, one more quick uh, little Stephen King note. And this one has me very, very, very excited. Uh, you know what fans we are of. James Wan here. Still trying to convince Danny to get into the Conjuring universe because I feel like it's the kind of horror that is very, very approachable to a casual audience. I mean, it just proves that Curse of La, uh, La Llorona did not get very good reviews. Still made a pretty good amount of money. I mean, that booby made that movie cost like four million dollars to make, and people are like, oh, it bombed, dude. It made like thirty-five million. WB's popping bottles on that. you know? Look,
0: The Avengers made $2 billion in 11 days. Anything else is crap.
1: Right, right. And it's the thing. It's like those numbers have gotten everybody to think now that anything that isn't just like ridiculous numbers is a flop now. I think Shazam has made like $500 million worldwide or something now. And that's a huge success.
0: The Avengers pissed $100 million. Like
1: <laughs> yes, I know that that is money that, that, that Kevin Feige uses to blow his fucking nose. But James Wan the conjuring universe is still is basically besides
0: horror movies are cheap to produce right right and
1: besides, yeah. besides the mc probably the most well received shared universe mm-hmm. that there is so these guys know what they're doing well he's not directing it but he is him and that team that do the conjuring movies they are involved in adapting salem's lot a uh, very, very good Stephen King book back when vampires were scary before they got romanticized and they sparkled and women loved them. Uh, vampires were scary when he wrote this book still. And I want, that's what I think we're going to get to this. We're going to see that, Hey, vampires aren't sexy. Vampires, they're fucking, they're, they're they're scary. They're not sexy. And I think that's what we're going to get to this because it is a terrifying story. And man, I've been begging for this one to get made again because they made it on, they made it on TNT like back in 2004 with Rob Lowe they tried to modernize it and it was just like, it was made for TV basically, you know, uh, they made one for a made for TV thing, like in the seventies when it was still pretty new and it had its scary parts. But obviously again, it was made for TV. This is the first time it's being adapted for the big screen and these guys making it. I'm feeling good about it. I'm very, very optimistic. And James Wan is just now getting into making a Stevie King movie. He's not going to do a shitty job of it. I don't think, uh, he's, somewhat involved in that Tommyknockers thing but I think that's one of those where they're just gonna slap James Wan's name on kind of like they're doing a swamp thing we'll get into Uh, but but I'm very excited about it and I mean I'm sure you at least raised an eyebrow when you saw that he was attached to it right because it's James Wan
0: I mean it's your growing it's your growing up favorite horror novelist with your adult favorite horror director it kind of seems like it's
1: this is, the dream, this is the dream card, yes.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, aside from Denis Villanueva who, um, with Dune, this is, like, perfect for you. And James Wan, at the very least, James Wan has shown that he is thoughtful. He, he cares about every project that he's involved with, and he puts every bit of himself into these projects. So at the least, I'm going to check out the trailer, and I'm going to see, like, hey, should I go see this? A guy like Stephen King, who's still very involved in, in all the things that he's working. I mean, he's tweeting about it, Chapter Two, trying to hype people up for it. Like Stephen, you don't have to do this. Like we, <laughs> uh, so- I, I think, I think you have two really brilliant creative minds, and, and as part of a team of creative minds that are going to bring it to life. And yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's what you want. You want people who give a shit about what they're doing, making these things, because generally, it will turn out well.
1: And before we move on, I just want to say, um, are you going to see Curse of La Llorona?
0: No, I <laughs> I heard enough reviews from people I trust that I will walk out of that movie and I will hate it. So
1: <laughs> Oh, I didn't know if it was like because like you were scared of it or if it's just because no,
0: of I mean, I'm scared of it from just a childhood thing. Like that's what that's what my grandma used to tell me like so there's that part of me that is terrified of it, but that's pro- scary from what I've been told. That's scarier than what this movie is about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I did not hear positive things about it either but it's part of this connected universe so i'm going to watch it see, see i doing... sure i'll see
0: it at some point I'll see i will see it
1: because they're connected uh one more horror thing and this one i just thought was kind of funny how they're trying to hype it up by using this phrasing uh hellraiser is getting a reboot that's the guy with the needle the, i'm sorry the uh the pinhead he's got all the nails in his face you'd know him if you saw him uh basically a horror franchise is way got a way bigger legacy than it deserves because it's had like nine movies and besides one and a half of them, they've all been just garbage, uh, based off of Clyde Barker's book, which was fucking terrifying, but they selling this as hellraiser reboot coming from the writer of the dark Knight. Yeah, that guy's wrote some shitty stuff too, guys. And let's be honest, the dark knight I'm giving the credit to Nolan, not David S. Goyer. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny how they, how they phrase that. Um, could it use an update? Absolutely, because like I said, the original movie's good good. About half of the second one's good. It's basically the first book cut into two movies. But yeah, it's, I'm putting this kind of one up there with Chucky. Where hey, if it's if it's good, cool. But I'm not expecting much. Do you even know what Hellraiser is?
0: Uh, I know the pinhead thing. I thought you were talking about some John Constantine thing, and I was more excited about
1: oh, that's Hellblazer. Now that would <laughs> have me hyped. Yeah, no, no, um,
0: no. I mean. Again, horror is in a, in a golden age here. It's being revived. People see that you, it doesn't take a lot of money to make a horror movie like we said. And they may – I mean if you can make a movie for $30 million max and you can get $60 million out of it, sure. Like why wouldn't you do that?
1: Mm, yeah, um, easy profit.
0: So I'm not excited about it because I don't know anything about Hellraiser. But I think, again, this, this is good like we said horror used to be a genre that was like this big and have like five people like really into it and they recognize that that's what people want right now people want to be immersed into these worlds and they they want to feel a little scared and want to like jump and want to scream and this is only good things this is only a good thing
1: i'll say this you know how i've been kind of Okay, about Jordan Peele horror so far, but what I'll give him credit for is people are respecting the genre now, mostly because of him. You know, casual audiences are respecting, and critics are respecting the genre now because of him. So I'll give him credit there. I'm ready to see Blumhouse attach some of these, bring them back Friday, Friday, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and Nightmare in Elm Street stuff like that. That's what I want to see. Some, some if they're going to do this, I'm going to trust the guys that have been doing a good job of horror over the last decade. So James Wan Blumhouse, I'm going to check it out. Sad news. We do have to do our, our sadly, what we do too much is our RIP segment. We lost Chewbacca, damn it. Uh, last time I saw Peter Mayhew, uh, the guy could barely walk. So this isn't shocking or anything like that. You no, know, but when, when you lose someone from the OT, we just lost Carrie Fisher. You know, we lost, uh, Kenny Baker who somewhat played R2D2 or whatever, but, it's just, it seems like, oh man, this is just, this is it. We're, we're all the OT people are going to start dying soon. You know, some are dying on screen and now some are dying in real life. And it just, it sucks because it, it would, I think what really sucks even more, obviously we don't know these guys personally or whatever. You know, some of us grew up with them and stuff like that. But it's when you see the surviving cast members tweeting about Peter Mayhew that I started getting a little bit like someone was chopping some onions. You know, uh, Billy D had some really, really, really touching things to say. And of course, Mark Hamill always is going to, bring the goods when it comes on stuff like that. But uh I don't know. It was just it's, you couldn't make it till May the fourth, Peter. Come on, man. <laughs> rough. And you know, so May fourth we're watching all the Star Wars stuff with my kids and I was just like, oh Chewbacca, you know, pour one out. So one more down. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. Harrison's next. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's either him or Billy D or I mean, God forbid, James L. Jones. Um it is Remarkable that you make one character and to have the impact that Peter Mayhew has essentially off of Chewbacca. I know he's done other things besides that, but like I, like I said about Billy Dee having the spotlight at, at Star Wars Celebration, it's really cool to see those guys, whether you like the new trilogy or don't like the trilogy, like these guys get to go back into the spotlight one more time essentially and, and see the impact that those characters 30, 40 years ago still have the the fact that there are grown adults that will meet them and they will like turn into children in front of them and like light up and some of them will cry some of them will be like oh my god like this is like i remember watching the movie for the first time when i was six when i was seven and to have generations of fans do that is pretty cool. peter mayhew got to do that because he was part of the force awakens he was involved with the last jedi and I believe I've seen photos of him at this recent celebration. I'm not quite sure if that was that one. It was this celebration or the one before. Um, but he got to go back out and see that. And I think, as sad as it is that you know, he had been in poor declining health and it's probably better that he's not in pain at this point, uh, it's cool that he got to see that again. That he got to go out and see like my character mattered and, and inspired people and it gave people a lot of joy and love and you know, the guy who took his place, Jonas Suotamo, uh, is oh, that's very, awesome
1: that you can do that. <laughs>
0: uh, is very much like indebted to him. And like he praises him at every corner that he turns. And uh, I, I, again, I think it's really cool that he got to see that before, you know, he passed away. And, you know, most people don't get to know what their impact is on another person's life and, and while they're alive and to see that. Um, I can only imagine what that's like. So, I mean, it's it's sad to see it happen. But at the very least, uh, he's definitely not going to be forgotten anytime soon because everyone's still going to try their awful impersonation of uh, Chewbacca.
1: Mark Hamill said, you know, the, you know, you hear it and one out of a thousand people can actually do a good version of it. <laughs> he tries, you know. So,
0: But a thousand people are going to try that voice.
1: <laughs> I think a thousand people all had an opinion Very, very bad about the Sonic the Hedgehog look for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Now, I'm just going to preface this by saying, guys, this movie was going to bomb anyway, because, look, I like the Sonic games more than our buddy Kyle, who always just always says everything after the first Sonic game was trash. We disagree. I think both you and I are both big Sonic and Knuckles fans. Um, I even like the first Dreamcast game, but, you know, in hindsight, it might not be good. Anyways. Sonic isn't like Mario or something. He is, does not have the mass appeal. He's not super duper popular. I can say, "Hey, who is Super Mario?" To my parents, they're gonna know. You know, who is Sonic? My parents are gonna be like, "Like the restaurant?" That's probably what they would say. <laughs> they wouldn't have to no idea what I was talking about. So this movie was gonna do bad anyway. But the fact that it was hit with this overwhelming negative response to how much they've changed, it before, I look at. It, I'm like, "What were you guys thinking?" I understand. But the fact that now they're, they're like, okay, hey, we're going to change it. So here we've got, like you said, we don't have enough people in Hollywood to do all this CGI. Now we're going to rush Java CGI to meet a release date. It's going to look even worse, Danny. It's going to look even worse when it's done.
0: I I am with you that this was never going to be a good movie. I think it's really unfortunate that they're going to essentially chain people to their desk and make them redo an entire fucking movie. Let's be honest, because he's the main character. Find me a scene that Sonic the Hedgehog isn't in. Um, good luck. I do. They need to redo it. I don't know. I think the unfortunate thing for them is that they are making this movie at the exact same time that Detective Pikachu uh, is coming out, and
1: it's gonna make some money.
0: Those guys did a great job with designing video game characters, taking two D characters, making them three D. They even though they reimagined it they were very faithful to the original designs and they look like they are I don't want to say real but they look realistic.
1: Guess who's going to see Detective Pikachu? You are. Guess who knows jack shit about Pokémon?
0: I have heard it's the best video game movie ever made. <laughs> Low bar. <laughs>
1: Days before my kid's birthday, you'll never guess what he wants to go do. So there it is. Hey, I, mean, I do. I watched the trailer with him. I'm like, hey, I know Mewtwo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um As far as Sonic goes, uh, the design is just shit. I don't know who designed it originally. Who
1: to do this movie?
0: I don't gave him human teeth and like weird. Like his eyes are like so askew, and I don't know. I don't get it. They don't. I, I don't need this movie. I don't want this movie. I don't need some dude like missing his kids birthdays because he's got to redesign this character character because the internet hates it because no one's gonna go see Why it. Didn't
1: they just make this like a DreamWorks animation movie or something
0: I, because they, because they wanted Jim carrey apparently have him voice them Jesus uh, this is this is a trademark it's going to lose a lot of money because they have to take it back under under the CGI knife and try to salvage it.
1: That's what I was telling uh, our buddy Frobe. I was like, dude, this movie was going to bomb anyway. Now it's going to bomb even worse because of the negative yeah. criticism of it. So, yeah.
0: And maybe stop doing Sonic the Hedgehog things because, again, since Sonic and Knuckles named me one good Sonic project, i wait.
1: I like all the Sega Genesis Sonic games, except like Spinball or something like that. Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles. I was okay with the first Sonic adventure. I haven't played a ton of them after that. So yeah, I mean it was a, it was a cool alternative to Mario I mean, growing you up. You didn't
0: play the Sonic where he falls in love with a human and like kind of makes that with one?
1: I, I watched the angry video game nerd episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, uncomfortable. So yeah, yeah. Um but my kid's been watching like the cartoon on uh Amazon Prime. Pretty pretty fun. The nineties cartoon? I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's fun. But again, um, Sonic belonged in the '90s. He does not need to happen anymore.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You want you want to make them big? This movie should have come after they would had like a new Sonic game, and it was like a huge hit. That's when this kind of movie should have come. It's a good Sonic game. All right. And it's just good. every time we think, "Hey, they're going to move the goalposts forward with the with, with with video game movies," something like this comes back and sets us back 20 years. Here we go. This looks this looks Super Mario Brothers the movie bad.
0: Yeah. Nothing looks that bad.
1: We'll see. Uh, <laughs> besides it that we've already talked about, are there any non Disney movies coming out for the rest of 2019 that you expect to see in theaters?
0: Yes. It's chapter
1: two. <laughs> uh, after, besides it, chapter two.
0: Um, whew, I don't, there are three movies that I know I'm going to go see in the theater. Spider-Man far from home, which maybe counts as a Sony movie. Like if we're going to cheat, um,
1: No, that's like saying Lucasfilm isn't a Disney movie. It's chapter
0: two, and then of course, uh, Star Wars episode nine, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I don't know anything that's coming out for the rest of the year that isn't.
1: I looked it up and I was like, maybe scary stories to tell in the dark if it's just like super awesome. But really, I looked at it and I was like, only if we plan to do a review episode for it, probably Joker. Oh, yeah, I forgot
0: about the Joker. Yeah.
1: If you and I are agreeing to do an episode on it, that would be the only reason I think I'd probably go see it. If not, I could probably wait. So, uh, Godzilla, yeah, looks cool. Can I wait for home video? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Godzilla's kind of, uh, the TV spots have been better for Godzilla, and it makes me actually want to because it's given me what I want, which is monsters fighting.
1: Yeah, Jumaji um, 3, I'm sure. I mean, enjoyed the hell out of the last one, but these are the things I'm going to go pay to go see in the theater.
0: In the Black International, I might see, like, maybe. Like, I like Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Liam Neeson, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. So those four names are, like, good names. Um, if Shaft has a good trailer, I'd probably go see that because I like Shaft.
1: No, no. <laughs> and besides,
0: this, that, not that I like Shaft, I like Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go see Ma.
0: No, I probably won't see Mara. Um He'll probably get sucked into seeing like the Angry Birds movie too.
1: No, for Pokemon, if it wasn't coming on his birthday, we'd probably wait, you know. But it's his birthday, so that's what he wants to do. I already took him to see Shazam. I'll probably end up making his mom take him to see Pokemon. <laughs> they <do> the <laughs> Pokemon Go thing together. They probably have more fun.
0: Yeah, no, I don't see anything Disney Fox that, uh, aside from like what I've said, that really is like, oh yeah. I, I kind of, I'm tempted by cats.
1: Cats is tempting. Disney owns everything. This is crazy, and they're not done. No, they're
0: they have. They, they have more money than they know what to do with it.
1: It's gonna be them, Google, and Apple. That's gonna be it. It's all that's gonna be left. Maybe Walmart. Maybe they'll buy Walmart next. Maybe. All right. Well, let's move on to some TV. Uh, this one caught my eye. I haven't watched in years, but. Agents of Shield's final season. Apparently, they're going to ignore Thanos's snap and Endgame entirely.
0: Finally, Whew. let's let's pretend. Let's stop pretending that the TV series and the, the movies line up. Like it was a stunning surprise that Jarvis from uh, Agent Carter showed up in uh, Avengers Endgame. He's the first actor to make the jump from TV to movie after ten years or eleven years, I should say. The first it took. Eleven years for that to happen. These movies and these TV shows don't connect. Uh, this will—I know it's got another season, but I mean, really look for the Disney Plus series to connect because the Netflix series are just being swept under the rug, and I'm sure this will too.
1: So you're for it?
0: I'm I'm for it because it's cleaner, and you don't have to like we, the show is better when it doesn't have to like
1: be slavish to it. Yeah, movies
0: um, to that to that point. I know we had talked about Ghost Rider being picked up on Hulu and I was wrong. What I told you it is not a spin off of agents of shield. Uh, it'll be the same actor. And I, I thought he did a great job acting, but it will not be that Ghost Rider. So there
1: you go. Is he going to have a motorcycle?
0: Uh, Not sure. Um, but motorcycle or car, like I love both of them. So let's go.
1: Mm-hmm. I just
0: to- think, Okay. I thought the animation on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Ghost Rider was great, and Hulu has more money, so theoretically the CGI is going to be better.
1: So, yeah. hey, you're like, stuck with the show the whole time, so if you're happy, then hey, I'm happy for you.
0: It, it does seem like Hulu, though, is getting a lot of the mystical Marvel cinematic show, so that could be something to keep an eye on.
1: Are they getting Moon Knight?
0: They're getting... Something else aside from Ghost Rider, I can't remember what it is, but Ghost Rider I think works better as a show than a movie, so I'm for it.
1: I'm so burned out on superhero TV. You love Ghost Rider. I'm curious about trying one we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, I do want to talk real quick about Cobra Kai. I know I told you last year that Cobra Kai was like my biggest surprise of the year. Uh, season two came out, and we watched it in two days. Uh, it's only ten, wow. episodes. Uh, only ten episodes, so it's like five hours. Again, is awesome, and I can't believe that I'm t- saying this. Why can you think of his name right now? The kid who plays Johnny, or not kid anymore; he's older than me. Uh, William Zabka is that his name? Zabka, hey, yes, the legend. He, he needs into consideration. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. He's that good on this show. I mean, it, it, if you didn't think you could hate Daniel Larusso anymore, you will. You will, <laughs> as he's just a little pipsqueak. And it's for the, I think now that this is so good that it's like, it's ruining the original Karate Kid for me. Like, now I'm just like, I want to root for Johnny the entire time that I'm watching the original Karate Kid now. So, <laughs> glad it's already gotten picked up for season three by YouTube. Still feels weird that YouTube has a successful series. Uh, I don't know if this means, apparently, Armin told me that they have other, they had other original series. I had no idea. I had no idea. So, uh, maybe they'll use the success of this and like try to actually start putting together some more series. You know, but um, it's it's very cool. Very good series. I think whether you like the original Karate Kid or not, if you've never even seen it, I think that it's, it's good enough for everybody. And I feel like this not to take the shots at Star Wars here, but I feel like this is how you pass the torch from the originals to a new cast, because we like the new cast just as much as we like all the original characters. And rumor is season three might be getting Elizabeth Shue back. So that's awesome. Awesome. Have you seen the original Karate Kid?
0: I have not, but uh William Zabka appeared a lot of times in How I Met Your Mother, so that's how I know the character.
1: <laughs> and it basically goes off of that, you know. I don't know if they want to give them credit for that or not, but that's basically what it is. And you see both sides of it now. And they have you know, it's not like that evil day where they didn't have the rights to it, so they couldn't really talk about the other movies, but this they have all the rights to all the karate kid properties, so they can show like flashbacks and stuff from the movies and they intertwine this stuff. It's it's so well done. And it just it gives me hope now. Uh, for some of this other stuff that's coming out, that hey, you know, they can go back to these old series or old movies and make new ones, and they can actually be good if they're done right, more than just a, a cash grab. Because I remember this was announced, I was like, that's the stupidest shit ever. Why are they going to shit all over the legacy of that movie? And I love it. It's, I like it maybe better than the movie now. I don't know. It's, it's insane. It's insane how good this is. It has no business being this good. <laughs>
0: I'm glad it's good. I mean, it, it'll only encourage people that you can take a little cult classics and build off of them and tell good
1: stories out of it. Well, that opens me up for my next topic. Willow is like one of my favorite Lucasfilm movies, not named Star Wars. It, the only thing
0: I will say about this is I thought this was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer Willow. and I
1: you know, Willow is uh, Willow Ufgood, a sorcerer. You, know, you, you ever watch Willow? The
0: original movie? Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the only thing I
1: know. Uh, well, it was a, it was a, a guy, what was his name? Opie, the director, Ron Howard, Ron Howard, Ron Howard, uh, did with, with the George Lucas in the eighties. It's got Val Kilmer when he was in his prime, uh, and, uh, Warwick Davis, who you probably know more as Wicket the Ewok. Uh, but it just, it's a good little fantasy movie that it's really a big cult classic and, and, Warwick Davis has been talking about forever that they want to make a sequel to this. You've seen Warwick Davis. He's always at, at Star Wars Celebration. He's been in a like, yeah. Star Wars movie. Uh, but him and Ron Howard all the time talking about they want to make a sequel to this. And apparently now the, the, they are making a sequel series coming to Disney+. Plus, It's not ironed down yet or clamped down yet, but they're, they're but they're working on ironing out the details. And I saw all these shitty comments about it, like, oh, nobody asked for this, and it's going to be terrible. Why they got a shit on my childhood? And I'm just like. Look at Cobra Kai. All you guys said the same shit, myself included, about Cobra Kai, and it turned out well. So, I have optimism for shit like this now. It's crazy. Now, if they get Val Kilmer back for this, I will just say, I guess they're going to go Fat Thor with him, because last time I saw Val Kilmer, he wasn't looking too slim. (laughs) So, if he's reprising his role, I hope you're You're
0: not going to stand here for for Fat Thor Slander. We love him.
1: No, no, we do not. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I'd say... We do. and, And... Again, Danny, what I t- what I tweeted you when I saw this is, hey man, they're working hard to get my six bucks a month because this is the kind of shit that makes me interested in Disney Plus.
0: Disney Plus is going to kick so much ass when it comes out. It's not even funny. The, what they can do, the 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 franchises they can tap into, mm. like this. I mean, most people don't aren't aware of what Lucas what Lucas did aside from Star Wars. This is um, this is amazing. This is incredible. Like. Disney Plus has no shortage of content or content ideas. And it's only six bucks. Like, are you kidding me? Like,
1: maybe it's going to be like a drug dealer and be like, oh, yeah, it's just six bucks. It's just six bucks. You're new for like three months. You'll love it. And then, like, just joking, bitches, 24 <laughs> People will be like, oh,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not paying. No. Mandalorian, when it first starts, I want to be optimistic about that. Dude, just the fact that they're going to have. Every MCU movie, right there. I think that that's for people who can't afford to go out and buy the Blu-ray of a new fucking movie every three months. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean everything, everything. The fact that
1: Disney classics is what I most. We're
0: more. not even talking about anything from Fox at this point. Like it boggles my mind how much content they have at their fingertips.
1: Well, everybody's already going to start the okay. Who's going to win the the, the streaming war? I think that the, the the market's big enough to support two of them, but probably Disney One. Percent. Do what? Disney One. Uh, I'm not like you, man. I don't I don't <laughs> doubt like that. I think that there's room for for mm. choices. There's room for choices. Netflix isn't going away anytime soon. They're going Netflix. to be fucking bankrupted, but
0: Netflix needs to find a way to justify their pricing. Because every other every other streaming service can at least give you more or give you better value. I don't know what Netflix really has to offer aside from like our Netflix originals.
1: Well, yeah, the Netflix originals. That's, that's what has. You know, that thing that has better originals than HBO now. Yeah, that one. But
0: look at but look at Amazon for the same price as Netflix. You get Amazon Prime and all the TV shows. Mm. But you get Amazon Prime.
1: No, I agree. We've, we've said that Netflix needs to get that price back down and throw some ads at the beginning of their the beginning of their TV shows, and they'll be done. Mm-hmm. But you know, I respect that they want to stay ad free. Mm-hmm.
0: And I respect that they will bankrupt themselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's not a smart business plan, but <laughs> uh, that's something really to monitor here uh, for the next couple of years. And places like Apple, whatever their streaming services and is like, guys, sit down. Sit down. I know you're like, okay, hey, we got to get in on this, but yeah, no. just keep on selling your phones for $1,000 and people keep paying for it and charge them $600 when they crack their screen. Uh, Danny, the 100 renewed once again. I'm going to let you get your victory lap in now because I feel like you are responsible for this.
0: I wish I were. I, I again, I don't know what caused me all those years ago back in when did it start?
1: Like 2010 or some shit, I guess, right?
0: 2014, 24. Wow. Different time. I didn't expect that this would last more than three or four seasons. And here we are talking about the 100, which is in season six now. It's already premiered for a seventh season. Usually you have to wait till like the end of the year. You're like, ah, is it going to be canceled? Is it not going to be canceled?
1: Got renewed for an eighth season. See, I thought it was seven. Is this the no. picked up for an eighth season? Uh,
0: series renewed for six, which just premiered, and then last month it's renewed for a seventh season. Um, it's it's remarkable how this show has rotated through cast members that come in, come out. How it continues to up the stakes, and at the same time, seem logical and is like it's not just a shock value show. They they've done character development so well. Yes, it's the CW. Yes, there's a lot of pretty people. But the show, it just, it stuns me at how coherent the show is and how logical the character development has been. And at the same time, it's logical, but it doesn't mean it's boring. Everything is so well done, and you see the character journeys of the characters that have survived all six seasons is, is staggering. And, like, even last week, the first episode of the new season, like, again the things that they do to bring a character in or like keep a character on the sidelines it's just super strong writing they know their characters they know what those characters how they'd respond and how they can be pushed and it, it, it's don't let the CW thing fool you if you haven't checked it out it is something that is just it's really stellar writing and it shows like that's what's kept me around that's what i think hooks people after they watch four episodes because four is the magic number with the show and seven seasons as well-deserved. And if it goes to an eighth season, great. If not, this is a lot longer than I'm sure most people thought it would.
1: And Raven needs to call me, but, but <laughs> I think that I think I like the most about this show is we know in a post game of Thrones world, everybody now thinks, Oh, people just want to see all these characters get killed. And you'll see these shows come out where there's like killing people off for no reason. And it's unearned. This show makes deaths matter. They kills off main cast members and it matters when it happens. It, feels like it's the right time it doesn't make it any less you know painful like i think about one of the characters that was there from season one he died in season five and i was like just bummed about it but you know it felt mm-hmm. like it was time and i i still think that it does that the best but uh, i do miss lexa <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean i think there's one she is the one character i think that they may be cut off too soon but it's understandable why they did and i think there's one character that they've held on to for too long and Maybe this year will be the year where they finally cut the tie.
1: I don't miss you, Jasper. All right, <laughs> I was like, all right, this one's went too long. Uh, I said earlier that I, but my, I'm just exhausted with superhero TV. I just don't have any room for it anymore. I've been waiting for them to make a swamp thing, realistic horror-driven swamp thing movie for a while. I'm, I'm going to get a series. Which you know already got all the clickbait about how they shut down production and the shows in ruins and DC Universe is about to go bankrupt or whatever. Anything that's got DC on it right now is just clickbait magnet. They have to; they, they're just going to jump on that anytime they can. The truth was is like they're changing showrunners and they just ended the season shorter than they were they were planning to. I like the trailer. I don't think James Wan's really involved with it. Like I said, they're just slapping his name on there as an EP but I'm definitely going to check out the first few episodes. And if Matt Ryan's Constantine shows up on this, you got my money. Any thoughts at all?
0: I've heard DC universe is really good with the Titan show is actually surprisingly better than the that. Um, I've heard really good things about doom patrol, like incredibly good things. Swamp thing. Because of Constantine All Legends of Tomorrow, it's gotten me more interested into the mystical side of the DC universe. Not saying that Constantine's going to show up there, but, I mean, in theory, he could. I mean, it's all one family. Like, there's no... And Matt Ryan loves playing Constantine. There's no reason why he couldn't slide over.
1: Who cares about continuity, guys? Just put him on there.
0: Yeah, um... But yeah, no, I mean, I'm interested. Again, I will probably see myself getting DC down the line, but for me, the content has to be there. And I think they need a, to pump a few more of these series out for me to be like, okay, now it's time. Um, but aside from that, I, I'm, again, the things that I've heard about Doom Patrol is it's what's told me. And if Swamp Thing is even half as good as this Doom Patrol show apparently is, I'm all for it.
1: I figured you would have been there just for Young Justice. I will,
0: but I mean they're they're releasing an episode a week. Like, let me binge guns Justice, and I will. Oh.
1: Well, yeah, that's wait till it's done, do like a free weekend, and just bam, knock that <laughs> <out>. <laughs> trial period. That's what I used to do with Hulu all the time. Oh, I mean, that's
0: period. what I want to do. So, like, let me do it. <laughs>
1: all right, we usually close with something uh, video game related, and I started looking through video game news, and I was like, there's really not a lot going on. Days Gone came out for PS4, and it was kind of like. I mean, even like the big PS4 monks were saying it was kind of mediocre. But then I looked at the calendar and I said, hey, E3 is coming next month, man. It's like right around the corner.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it feels like everyone's dragged their, their toes because we know the PlayStation 5 had like mm-hmm. PlayStation 5 is coming. We know Xbox is coming up with something. I imagine this will be the... the
1: this, this is Microsoft's year because Sony's sitting out. You know, so this this
0: is, is the E3 to kind of kickstart that because... We know that the generation is. I don't want to say the generation has lagged on too long, but it does seem like we're waiting for something to spark the industry, and it's got to come from Microsoft, It really does. Because what game is coming out that people want to get hyped for? Like all that hype for Red Dead Redemption Two, by the way, like gone.
1: gone, gone. Oh, I mean, just like I said, yeah.
0: They mass. They bastardized the Mass Effect series. Like that should still be a money maker. Gone. Assassin's Creed—they had to like pump the brakes on because they milked that cash cow. That's gone. Like,
1: I (laughs) disagree. I disagree because the last two Assassin's Creed games they made have been fucking excellent and awesome, But, but
0: but, I mean, if you release an excellent game and no one talks about it, did you actually release an excellent game? (laughs) It's true.
1: That is very, very true.
0: I, I I don't care about like the Xbox Two or the PlayStation Five as much. Like, I just want big moment games. And I, I don't know where those have gone. Like, just give me a good game that I can play for like 30 to 40 hours and like, I'll be happy.
1: I was thinking about what I'm most interested to see at E3 this year. And really, uh, maybe Gears 5. I've always been into the Gears of War series. so I mean, that and maybe some details on this new Metroid. I'm hoping just something completely just surprises me that I'm not really looking for. You know, and saying, holy shit, was it like, like when they first started talking about Witcher 3, and I was like, I don't even know what this is, but it looks awesome. And, you know, that ended up being like an amazing game. And I'm still playing it for God's sake. And you should too, Ben. That should feel that, that, <laughs> side of- because it's, just I mean, a- yeah, I might have to turn to that. You, you might, because there ain't anything else coming out for Xbox One.
0: Yeah. So, and I well, actually,
1: yep. I, you know, there's rumor that they're at E3, they might announce like a cheaper version of the Switch. I don't know if that means it's not portable or something, but I thought, Hey, there you go, Danny, you can have you like a hundred dollar version.
0: I mean, I passed, I passed by the, the switch station every week at target. And trust me that the day is coming where I
1: just <laughs> boom. Well, I can't believe you went this long without a PS4. So uh, at this never, point though, never it, Sony. well, I get that. You know how I feel about Sony, but I, I, I feel like at this point you can wait until like their next thing comes out and probably buy it and like it's five best games for like a hundred bucks and be golden but you're pretty stubborn about these things so i don't know
0: no no sony never sony but i will buy a nintendo switch and i will lose like two or three weeks of my life playing every one of those games
1: Um uh, when i came in here to do this my kid was still playing breath of the wild Man. me and my wife have been playing that for two years and he's been playing for close to a year now so yeah it's is it worth it for zelda alone Probably, then hmm. you got Super Smash. You know, I saw a thing a number that did. Super Smash Brothers by itself has sold more units than the entire Wii U console sold.
0: Hmm.
1: also the uh, the the Switch just passed the N sixty four in sales total sales. <sighs> sixty four the the goat. No, it's not. You were just a kid and you didn't know any better. It has two of the best games and guess- one of the worst yeah. controllers ever. Ever assembled?
0: Nah, that's a great controller.
1: Or oh, it was a dildo it's with a great, stick on top. These are like
0: changed my life.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, hey, um, yeah. So that was an interesting episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know really what's coming up next. I think we've just had such a huge explosion of media. Through, through you know what's, coming next? what's coming next? I don't even know. Of Game
0: of Thrones is coming next. Is uh, next?
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: Two weeks from today it'll be over you
1: guys don't know we're separating the game of thrones talk from our episodes now and, and and putting them in a second thing if you if you're subscribed to the the itunes feed you'll get it it's just uh it, we didn't want that dominating 60 percent of the show when there might be someone who actually doesn't watch game of thrones something like that so that that you can find that in a, a separate little uh special pod called a uh, throne zone but um yeah end of game of thrones and are there any big movies coming out in may
0: uh, Pokemon Detective
1: Pikachu. <laughs> I'm gonna say that we might not be reviewing Detective Pikachu on this channel.
0: I mean, the next three biggest that I can think of is Pikachu, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Um, uh, but by the way, if you haven't seen the, I guess, uh, what's his name, Ryan Reynolds found out that his movie leaked and uh, was not happy about it. If you <laughs> want
1: it was a real leak.
0: If you want to go to his Twitter page and like, read. Oh, I didn't
1: have a chance to click on it, but was it an actual leak? Uh,
0: you should click on the link
1: now. I'm scared now. Um, I'm really, scared.
0: I will just say, aside from that and Godzilla, we're not going to do a review special for Godzilla. And I doubt we see, I doubt Dark Phoenix gets a review special, but who knows?
1: How'd I see Dark Phoenix? <laughs> I've actually heard it's good. Hey, Danny, it's two hours and 41 minutes long. <sighs> Just get rid of it. No more mutants. <laughs>
0: nice. Where where's, you guys? Your, where's your end credit scene for that movie? No more mutants, and it's a Scarlet Witch. Duh.
1: That's the perfect way to end the show. Thanks for talking, guys. We'll, uh, we'll shout out to you next week about whatever happens. We'll be talking about floating, probably, or something like that. Okay, geeks, thanks for listening to the show. Now, if you didn't get enough geek material to help you through the week, you can always hop on the TARDIS here and check out the archives on the homepage, Facebook, youtube or itunes also take a moment subscribe on itunes and leave a star rating if you get a second as it helps others to find the show to find us just simply open itunes and search for geek media core also be sure to follow the guys on twitter the home account is at gmc podcast mike is at zep1978 and danny is at DC underscore 612 thanks for listening and we'll talk at you next week